The reading for this comes from Luke um, chapter 24, verses 1 through 8. And this is, um, this is right at the end of Luke. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took this prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they entered, they didn't find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their heads, with faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He's not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. So we see this picture in this passage of the first Easter morning where uh, some of the women that followed Jesus were the first witnesses to the resurrection. But it starts off not really in an act of faith. They gathered spices to anoint the body. They went with full expectation that when they got there, they were going to find the body of Jesus. In one of the other gospel accounts, there were way of, you know, when we get there, how are we even going to get to the body to be able to anoint the body with these spices that were prepared? They've gone out. They've spent money. They've labored to put together these spices to go and anoint the body of Jesus. They had an expectation that he would be there. So we see it starts off in this weird kind of, weird kind of way. We, we, we see that the, the disciples, now the disciples, they're not even anywhere to be found, all the guys. They bail. The only ones we see are the girls. We see the, the, the girls' disciples that are going, they're at least going to the tomb. They're at least doing something. We know from other accounts that the guys are already starting to scatter. They're already like, all right, dude, we need to get a dodge because we're next. But the girls, they're going out to the tomb. But they're going with the expectation of finding him there. Just in the Gospel of Luke, this comes from, from Luke's account. Just in this one gospel, there are six times before this that Jesus tells them about the resurrection. That he predicts that, hey, this is what's going to happen, just so you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to, to die and come back. I'm going be, be, uh, I'm, I'm to have to be raised up in order for you to be drawn to, to God. At one point he says, I'm going to leave you with a sign that will be for all generations. It's something that everybody for all generations will be able to look back and say, this is a sign from God that Jesus was who he says he was. Because just like Jonah was in the belly of a whale, Jesus, is going to, the Son of Man, is going to be in the bowels of the earth for three days. On the third day, he's going to come back. There's all these predictions that Jesus gave, and hey, just so you know, this is what I'm going to do. So that the words that I'm speaking to you, I'm not just another prophet. I'm not just another guy with, with great ideas about what God is like. But I am, I am. I am God here with you. I am the revelation of God like you've never seen before. Because I am Him incarnate. I am here with you. I am God with you. But they forget these words. And they go out to the tomb. Not a gullible group. Obviously, because they didn't just believe it. They didn't just believe in the resurrection. If they had just believed in it, we would have expected them to be camped out around the tomb, waiting to see Jesus come back. They're not a gullible group of followers. But they go out, and they meet the angels. And it's kind of a rebuke. 
the angels are kind of like harsh with him. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why are we here in this place with tombs and dead people looking for someone who's alive? Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Don't you remember the words that he spoke when he was with you? Don't you remember the promises that he gave you? The truth that he spoke and he reminded them. And then they, they remember. They're like, okay, yeah, okay, cool. See the stone rolled back, freaked out, a couple angels. Maybe there's some truth to this. I'm going to believe it. This is kind of what, what we see happening here. And when I was, um, when I was reading the, this account, I felt like God was really speaking to me in the tendency that I have to go looking for the, for the living among the dead. To go back to these tombs in, in my life where there's, there's no power, there's life, and yet I go there looking for it. Looking for the living among the dead. These tombs, these empty tombs that hold no power for us. I forget the words. All the way back from the Old Testament, we see our history of Israel. We see repeatedly mankind's unbelievable ability to forget. God is coming on the scene and reminding them, oh, hey, remember? Remember the whole Red Sea thing? Parted it? Delivered you out of Egypt? Remember that whole thing? He's constantly reminding them because we forget. We forget the words. We forget even Jesus realized, you know what? I can do miracles all day long, but it's really not going to affect you as much as my words are going to affect you. If my miracles will get you in the door to hear what I have to say, then great. But Jesus, when Jesus came on the scene, he, he knew that you're only going to be able to go so far. You're going to forget these things. I'm going to leave you a sign for all generations that you'll be able to go back to that will bring credibility to everything that I've said. But in my own life, you know, I forget, I forget the words, I forget the promises, and I go to these empty tombs. And I think we all struggle with that. We all have different stuff. But we get to the end of our rope, and we hear, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why are you looking for the source of life in this thing that's not going to give you life? In this empty tomb where all there is is dead bones. And I want to, you know, just go through a couple. In the the time that we have, and then we're going to have some time to pray and just ask that the Spirit would reveal these things in our lives. That God would show up in a powerful way tonight. The same power that rose Jesus from the dead would be here, present, tonight, to reveal in us the tombs that we struggle with. But I, I want to make sure this, this point is clear. So I want to I give you some examples of things that I think are patterns that we fall in, tombs that we go, go back to. For a lot of us, you know, we have an experience where we finally realize we get to the end of our rope when we experience Jesus, and he totally redeems us and changes us, and we begin with this transformation, and our lives are, like, incredible. And we start to see things that we never saw before, and we start to believe things about ourselves that we've never believed before. But then the old patterns of thinking start to come in and we start to go back to cycles. Whatever it was, maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's, maybe it's a pattern of thinking that you, you bought off in the world. You know, I've been sold this bill of goods and, you know, it's all about my career. It's all about how much money I make. It's all about whether or not I get this job. And so even though we have this experience with God, we go back 
when we start looking for the living among the dead. And you know you're going to end up, at the end of that road, you're going to end up. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? You're not going to find life in these things. Patterns that we, that we have in our lives that God has chosen. He's spoken. He said, I, I can break these things. The power demonstrated at the cross demonstrates that he can break any skull. He can break any pattern. The one that kept coming to me as I was, I was thinking about this tonight was this, this empty tomb that we go to, which is religion, or man's attempt to get to God. If you define religion as man's outward attempt to get to God, that is one of the most misleading tombs that's the easiest for Christians to fall into. It's the easiest for me to fall into. Man, I, I got I to go read my... I haven't done a quiet time. Like, I need... I need to pray. I, you know, like, you get all these things about I need to do this and I need to do that. And next thing you know, you find yourself with an angel in front of you saying, why are you looking for the living among the dead? Why, why, are, why are you going back to this, this thought pattern that somehow you're going to find life in, in, in Bible study? You find life in the Son. You find life in Jesus. To the extent that the Bible helps you find Jesus, that's the extent it's going to find life. But otherwise, it's death. So let's talk, let's talk briefly just about some of the words of Christ, some of the things that he said. For instance, he says the very same thing, right? When he's talking to the religious leaders of the day, when he's talking to the religious leaders of the day, what does he say? But, you know, you guys look in the Scriptures all day long, looking, hoping that you're going to find life in those Scriptures. But you're missing it, because here I am. I'm life. He says it. The scriptures testify to who I am, but I am the source life. These are the things that Jesus says. It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. That's the words of Jesus. Saying, look, if you're looking at the flesh, if you're looking at what you're doing to try and find life, if you think that you can earn your way into heaven, if you think you can be good enough, to experience what God has for you, man, you're going to end up with nothing. Because the Spirit, He is the one that makes it happen. The Spirit is the one that comes and that can bring the transformation, that can bring the power, that can bring the change in your life. The Spirit gives life, life, but the flesh doesn't do anything. And the words that I've spoken to you, they are Spirit. They testify to the presence of, of, of God in your life. They are the Spirit and they are life. He says, at another place, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. The words that I'm speaking to you are life. I am the resurrection. I am the life. These are huge claims. Again, going back to, to, to what we've talked about on the life course, you know, Jesus said some things that you just can't chalk off as, you know, oh, he was a good prophet. Well, a good prophet doesn't say, I am the resurrection and the life. I am the one. I am the source. He says, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. The, the, the mission of Jesus, the mission that we see ultimate victory in the cross was to bring abundant life. Do we believe that? Do we believe that he was the one that brought us that victory? 
Or do we believe that somehow we have to earn it? Do we believe that somehow there's, there's enough good things that we can do to be able to receive this life? Or do we really believe that Jesus is the source? Do we believe that he's in the tomb? Because that's what we act like when we, when we don't believe the things that he said, that we don't believe that there's power for change and for transformation. And the worst thing, I don't want you to feel guilty because you know what? It's not believing the commands of Jesus. Like a lot of times you can hear this and say, you know what, Tom's right. I get in these bad patterns and I stop reading my Bible or I get in these patterns and I stop going to church or I get in these patterns and whatever, I forget. No, you might be forgetting the words that Jesus has spoken to you. That he's spoken to you and he said, JB, I have plans for you. You are forgiven. You are changed. I want to change your life. I want to continue to transform you. I have good works prepared for you. But you know what? Something happens in JB's life and he begins to believe lies that are spoken over to him and he forgets those words. It's not the words of JB. Hey, good thing, you know, I died and rose again so now you can read your Bible five times a week. Otherwise... You're in trouble. Or you better go to church twice. Twice if you're really religious. You see what I mean? That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is the words that Jesus has spoken, they're not all commands. They're not telling you what to do. In fact, it's the opposite. Jesus is saying, I've, I've given you the victory. That's what we're celebrating on Easter. Is that, that God has given us the victory through Jesus Christ. We don't go out and earn it. We can't. Thank God for grace. Because that's what it's all about. And it's no different when we go and we try to earn it. And God speaks the words to us. Why do you look for the living among the dead? Why are you back to those tombs? You're not going to find life there. Let's, um, let's pray right now. Let's just stand and ask that God would you know, prepare us as we're going into communion, that he would speak to us. That the promised spirit of God would be here with us. That the work that Jesus accomplished, that it would be sufficient enough so that tonight he can speak to us. That tonight the Spirit can unlock in our lives the power that we need to change or to experience whatever it is that God has planned for us. God, we do. We invite you to come right now and we pray that you would show us the tombs that we go back to in our lives. God, that you would show us the patterns or the things that we, that we strive after, that we're not going to find life, that we're only going to find death, that we're only going to find dead bones. God, I pray that you would reveal those in us and that it wouldn't bring condemnation, it wouldn't bring guilt, but Lord, that you would speak through your spirit tonight, that you would speak words of encouragement, the truth of who we are, the truth of who we've been created to be. And God, as we commune with you, as we eat the bread and drink the wine, that there would be real power tonight, that we would leave knowing that the power of the resurrection was here with us tonight. And Father, we thank you. for the way your spirit comes to reveal to us the tombs that prevent us from being who you created us to be. It's by your broken body and your shed blood that we are made new, that we're restored and made complete. 